We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The Bible, the book that has changed the world by changing lives around the world. Men and women, young and old, the Bible has changed my life. The love, stability, and hope that I need, they're all found in the Bible. The Bible gives me hope that a new day is coming. The Bible is helping me see what really matters. The Bible Live is a -a one-of-a-kind, first-time-in-history radio program. Offering you the chance to hear a 15 to 20 minute Bible reading each weeknight. The entire Bible, every year. Hear the scriptures, then call in with your comments and questions. This is the best show in the world. Well, actually, I was speaking against everything you were talking about before, and uh, now I, I stand humbly corrected. I'm a pastor, and our people really need to know the word more. The Bible also transformed the life of your Bible Live host. A full-blooded Apache Indian, born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth. Soapy Dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune teller, then passed around to 16 families before he was six years old. Placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys, Soapy Dollar heard the Bible's life-changing message at the age of eight, and the course of his life was changed. He's an American Indian guitar play it all around rodeo cowboy. I keep my thumb between the pages and my heart in the book. With more degrees than a thermometer and over 40 years of introducing folks just like you to the God of the Bible. Here is Soapy Dollar. Yes, indeed, here we are, thanking you for joining with us, as always, each and every evening for being a part of the Bible Live broadcast. We hope that you will indeed keep the live in the Bible Live by listening and hearing the Word and responding in your heart to the passages that we read together. Now, we finished up our time in the New Testament, reading James, First and Second Peter, First and Second Third John, and the little book of Jude. We only lack one more book in the New Testament, that is the book of the Revelation, which we will go back to as we approach the end of this month. Right now, though, let's go for our final time in the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament, after the books of Ezekiel and Daniel. We pick up with Hosea, and we'll go right on through the Minor Prophets to the book of Malachi. To understand the book of Hosea, you have to understand how wonderful marriage is to God. A wedding, a marriage of two lives, it's a joyous celebration of love. The holy mystery of two individuals becoming one, beginning life together. Marriage is a beautiful picture of God's relationship with his people, those of us who trust him and know him and love him and desire him. There is perhaps no greater tragedy then than the violation of those sacred vows of marriage. Divorce and separation, so sad, especially in our times in which we live. May God bless our homes, our families, and our marriages. We need restoration in that area. Well, God tells Hosea to find a wife and reveals to him ahead of time that she would be unfaithful to him in marriage. Although she would bear many children, some of these children would be fathered by other men. 
In obedience to God, Hosea marries Gomer, and his relationship with her, her adultery, and their children become living prophetic examples to Israel of their relationship to God. The book of Hosea is a love story, real, tragic, and true. I'll tell you a little bit more about it, the book of Hosea, the prophet Hosea. But right now, let's go back to the Psalms called the Psalms of Ascent, the Pilgrim Psalms, songs that were written for the pilgrims as they ascended to Jerusalem for times of celebration. This particular Psalm 129 deals with times of persecution and how God is always faithful to bring us through even the toughest of times. It's a message entirely for us tonight on The Bible Life. Psalm 129. From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted me. Let Israel now say, From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted me, but they have never been able to finish me off. My back is covered with cuts, as if a farmer had plowed long furrows. But the Lord is good. He has cut the cords used by the ungodly to bind me. May all who hate Jerusalem be turned back in shameful defeat. May they be as useless as grass on a rooftop, turning yellow when only half-grown, ignored by the harvester, despised by the binder. And may those who pass by refuse to give them this blessing. The Lord's blessings be upon you. We bless you in the Lord's name. End of reading, Psalm 129. Very interesting reading from Psalm 129 tonight. We don't know who wrote that psalm. It is thought that perhaps it was Hezekiah writing this beautiful psalm in those 15 extra years of life that God gave him. He used them well. Remember, when the Bible talks about Israel and Jerusalem in the Old Testament, the way that applies to our life is that Israel is God's people. And Jerusalem is God's kingdom, the people of God, the kingdom of God. And we can make applications to our lives. This is not a nationalistic or ethnocentric passage. These are talking about God's people and God's kingdom. And these principles apply to our lives. We have enemies as well, the world, the flesh, and the devil. Our fears, our greed, our anger, our pride, these are our enemies. And God gives us victory over them. Now, the book of Hosea begins, as I said before, with this man named Hosea, this prophet. His name means salvation. So this is a picture of God's redemptive plan his salvation for us as his people on the Bible life. Hosea 1.1 through 7.16. Hosea 1. The Lord gave these messages to Hosea son of Beeri during the years when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah, and Jeroboam son of Jehoash was king of Israel. When the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea, he said to him, Go and marry a prostitute, so some of her children will be born to you from other men. This will illustrate the way my people have been untrue to me, openly committing adultery against the Lord by worshiping other gods. So Hosea married Gomer, the daughter of Diblaim, and she became pregnant and gave Hosea a son. And the Lord said, Name the child Jezreel, for I am about to punish King Jehu's dynasty to avenge the murders he committed at Jezreel. In fact, I will put an end to Israel's independence by breaking its military power in the Jezreel Valley. Soon Gomer became pregnant again and gave birth to a daughter. And the Lord said to Hosea, Name your daughter Lo-Ruhamah, not loved, for I will no longer show love to the people of Israel or forgive them. But I, the Lord their God, will show love to the people of Judah. 
I will personally free them from their enemies without any help from weapons or armies. After Gomer had weaned Lorahama, she again became pregnant and gave birth to a second son. And the Lord said, Name him Loami, not my people. For Israel is not my people, and I am not their God. Yet the time will come when Israel will prosper and become a great nation. In that day its people will be like the sands of the seashore, too many to count. Then at the place where they were told, You are not my people, it will be said, You are children of the living God. Then the people of Judah and Israel will unite under one leader, and they will return from exile together. What a day that will be, the day of Jezreel, when God will again plant his people in his land. In that day you will call your brothers Ami, my people, and you will call your sisters Ruhama, the ones I love. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Hosea 2 But now call Israel to account. For she is no longer my wife, and I am no longer her husband. Tell her to take off her garish makeup and suggestive clothing, and to stop playing the prostitute. If she doesn't, I will strip her as naked as she was on the day she was born. I will leave her to die of thirst as in a desert or a dry and barren wilderness. And I will not love her children as I would my own, because they are not my children. They were conceived in adultery. For their mother is a shameless prostitute and became pregnant in a shameful way. She said, I'll run after other lovers and sell myself to them for food and drink, for clothing of wool and linen and for olive oil. But I will fence her in with thorn bushes. I will block the road to make her lose her way. When she runs after her lovers, she won't be able to catch up with them. She will search for them but not find them. Then she will think, I might as well return to my husband because I was better off with him than I am now. She doesn't realize that it was I who gave her everything she has, the grain, the wine, the olive oil. Even the gold and silver she used in worshiping the god Baal were gifts from me. But now I will take back the wine and ripened grain I generously provided each harvest season. I will take away the linen and wool clothing I gave her to cover her nakedness. I will strip her naked in public while all her lovers look on. No one will be able to rescue her from my hands. I will put an end to her annual festivals, her new moon celebrations and her Sabbath days, all her appointed festivals. I will destroy her vineyards and orchards, things she claims her lovers gave her. I will let them grow into tangled thickets where only wild animals will eat the fruit. I will punish her for all the time she deserted me. When she burned incense to her images of Baal, put on her earrings and jewels, and went out looking for her lovers, says the Lord. But then I will win her back once again. I will lead her out into the desert and speak tenderly to her there. I will return her vineyards to her and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. She will give herself to me there, as she did long ago when she was young, when I freed her from her captivity in Egypt. In that coming day, says the Lord, you will call me my husband instead of my master. O Israel, I will cause you to forget your images of Baal. Even their names will no longer be spoken. At that time, I will make a covenant with all the wild animals and the birds and the animals that scurry along the ground, so that they will not harm you. I will remove all weapons of war from the land, all swords and bows, so you can live unafraid in peace and safety. I will make you my wife forever, showing you righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine.
and you will finally know me as Lord. In that day, says the Lord, I will answer the pleading of the sky for clouds, which will pour down water on the earth in answer to its cries for rain. Then the earth will answer the thirsty cries of the grain, the grapes, and the olive trees for moisture. And the whole grand chorus will sing together, Jezreel, God plants. At that time I will plant a crop of Israelites and raise them for myself. I will show love to those I called not loved. And to those I called not my people, I will say, Now you are my people. Then they will reply, You are our God. This is the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Hosea 3. Then the Lord said to me, Go and get your wife again. Bring her back to you and love her, even though she loves adultery. For the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods, offering them choice gifts. So I bought her back for fifteen pieces of silver and about five bushels of barley and a measure of wine. Then I said to her, You must live in my house for many days and stop your prostitution. During this time you will not have sexual intercourse with anyone, not even with me. This illustrates that Israel will be a long time without a king or prince, and without sacrifices, temple, priests, or even idols. But afterward, the people will return to the Lord their God, and to David's descendant, their king. They will come trembling in awe to the Lord, and they will receive his good gifts in the last days. Hosea 4 Hear the word of the Lord, O people of Israel. The Lord has filed a lawsuit against you, saying, There is no faithfulness, no kindness, no knowledge of God in your land. You curse and lie and kill and steal and commit adultery. There is violence everywhere with one murder after another. That is why your land is not producing. It is filled with sadness, and all living things are becoming sick and dying. Even the animals, birds, and fish have begun to disappear. Don't point your finger at someone else and try to pass the blame. Look, you priests, my complaint is with you. As a sentence for your crimes, you will stumble in broad daylight, just as you might at night, and so will your false prophets. And I will destroy your mother, Israel. My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. It is all your fault, you priests, for you yourselves refuse to know me. Now I refuse to recognize you as my priests. Since you have forgotten the laws of your God, I will forget to bless your children. The more priests there are, the more they sin against me. They have exchanged the glory of God for the disgrace of idols. The priests get fed when the people sin and bring their sin offerings to them. So the priests are glad when the people sin. Like priests, like people. Since the priests are wicked, the people are wicked too. So now I will punish both priests and people for all their wicked deeds. They will eat and still be hungry. Though they do a big business as prostitutes, they will have no children, for they have deserted the Lord to worship other gods. Alcohol and prostitution have robbed my people of their brains. They are asking a piece of wood to tell them what to do. They think a stick can tell them the future. Longing after idols has made them foolish. They have played the prostitute, serving other gods and deserting their gods. They offer sacrifices to idols on the tops of mountains. They go up into the hills to burn incense in the pleasant shade of oaks, poplars, and other trees. That is why your daughters turn to prostitution and your daughters-in-law commit adultery. Why should I punish them? For you men are doing the same thing, sinning with whores and shrine prostitutes. 
O foolish people, you will be destroyed, for you refuse to understand. Though Israel is a prostitute, may Judah avoid such guilt. O Judah, do not join with those who worship me insincerely at Gilgal and at beth Aven. Their worship is mere pretense as they take oaths in the Lord's name. Israel is as stubborn as a heifer, so the Lord will put her out to pasture. She will stand alone and unprotected, like a helpless lamb in an open field. Leave her alone, because she is married to idolatry. The men of Israel finish up their drinking bouts, and off they go to find some prostitutes. Their love for shame is greater than their love for honor. So a mighty wind will sweep them away. They will die in shame, because they offer sacrifices to idols. This is the Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Hosea 5. Hear this, you priests and all of Israel's leaders. Listen, all you men of the royal family. These words of judgment are for you. You are doomed, for you have led the people into a snare by worshiping the idols at Mizpah and Tabor. You have dug a deep pit to trap them at Acacia. But never forget, I will settle with all of you for what you have done. I know what you are like, O Israel. You have left me as a prostitute leaves her husband. You are utterly defiled. Your deeds won't let you return to your God. You are a prostitute through and through, and you cannot know the Lord. The arrogance of Israel testifies against her. She will stumble under her load of guilt. Judah, too, will fall with her. Then, at last, they will come with their flocks and herds to offer sacrifices to the Lord. But it will be too late. They will not find him, because he has withdrawn from them. And they are now alone. For they have betrayed the honor of the Lord, bearing children that aren't his. Now their false religion will devour them, along with their wealth. Blow the ram's horn in Gebeah. Sound the alarm in Ramah. Raise the battle cry in beth Aven. Lead on into battle, O warriors of Benjamin. One thing is certain, Israel. When your day of punishment comes, you will become a heap of rubble. The leaders of Judah have become as bad as thieves. So I will pour my anger down on them like a waterfall. The people of Israel will be crushed and broken by my judgment, because they are determined to worship idols. I will destroy Israel as a moth consumes wool. I will sap Judah's strength as dry rot weakens wood. When Israel and Judah saw how sick they were, Israel turned to Assyria to the great king there, but he could neither help nor cure them. I will tear at Israel and Judah as a lion rips apart its prey. I will carry them off, and there will be no one left to rescue them. Then I will return to my place until they admit their guilt and look to me for help. For as soon as trouble comes, they will search for me. Hosea 6 Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us in pieces. Now he will heal us. He has injured us. Now he will bandage our wounds. In just a short time, He will restore us so we can live in His presence. Oh, that we might know the Lord. Let us press on to know Him. Then He will respond to us as surely as the arrival of dawn or the coming of rains in early spring. O oh, Israel and Judah, what should I do with you? asked the Lord. For your love vanishes like the morning mist and disappears like dew in the sunlight. I sent my prophets to cut you to pieces. I have slaughtered you with my words, threatening you with death. My judgment will strike you as surely as day follows night. I want you to be merciful. 
I don't want your sacrifices. I want you to know God. That's more important than burnt offerings. But like Adam, you broke my covenant and rebelled against me. Gilead is a city of sinners, tracked with footprints of blood. Its citizens are bands of robbers lying in ambush for their victims. Gangs of priests murder travelers along the road to Shechem and practice every kind of sin. Yes, I have seen a horrible thing in Israel. My people have defiled themselves by chasing after other gods. O oh, Judah, a harvest of punishment is also waiting for you, though I wanted so much to restore the fortunes of my people. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Hosea 7. I wanted to heal Israel, but its sins were far too great. Samaria is filled with liars, thieves, and bandits. Its people don't realize I am watching them. Their sinful deeds are all around them. I see them all. The people make the king glad with their wickedness. The princes laugh about the people's many lies. They are all adulterers, always aflame with lust. They are like an oven that is kept hot, even while the baker is still kneading the dough. On royal holidays, the princes get drunk. The king makes a fool of himself and drinks with those who are making fun of him. Their hearts blaze like a furnace with intrigue. Their plot smolders through the night, and in the morning it flames forth like a raging fire. They kill their kings one after another, and no one cries out to me for help. My people of Israel mingle with godless foreigners, picking up their evil ways. Now they have become as worthless as a half-baked cake. Worshipping foreign gods has sapped their strength, but they don't even know it. Israel is like an old man with graying hair, unaware of how weak and old he has become. His arrogance testifies against him, yet he doesn't return to the Lord his God, or even try to find him. The people of Israel have become like silly witless doves, first calling to Egypt, then flying to Assyria. But as they fly about, I will throw my net over them and bring them down like a bird from the sky. I will punish them for all their evil ways. How terrible it will be for my people who have deserted me. Let them die, for they have rebelled against me. I wanted to redeem them, but they have only spoken lies about me. They do not cry out to me with sincere hearts. Instead, they sit on their couches and wail. They cut themselves begging foreign gods for crops and prosperity. I trained them and made them strong, yet now they plot evil against me. They look everywhere except to heaven, to the Most High. They are like a crooked bow that always misses its target. Their leaders will be killed by their enemies because of their insolence toward me. Then the people of Egypt will laugh at them. End of reading Hosea 1.1 through 7.16 just a face in the city, just a tear on a crowded street. But you were one in a million, and you belong to me. And I want you to know that I'm not letting go, even when you come undone. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. I love you more than the sun and the stars that I taught. All right, even when we fail him, he is faithful to us. Long-suffering, persistent in his love, patient, kind in all his ways. And that is, of course, the message of Hosea. It's important to recognize and to remember 
that his name Hosea means salvation. This is a word picture, if you will, but out of real life, a picture of God's redemptive plan. When we were unworthy, when we were enemies of God, straying from him, running after other false gods and false ideas, God still moved to redeem us, to save us. The book of Hosea is a beautiful picture of God's redemptive plan. There are many, many principles to learn as we listen to this love story as Hosea is called upon to marry Gomer, this woman who turns out to be unfaithful to him, a prostitute. She has children by other men. He goes back and redeems her a second time. Even after she has been unfaithful to him, Hosea brings her back into his household to care for her, showing God's long-suffering nature, his forgiveness, and his cleansing. Hosea is preaching principally to the northern tribes of Israel. The northern tribes have had six kings in a row that were especially wicked. They promoted heavy taxation, centralized government, and oppression over the whole nation, oppression of the poor, a lot of injustice in the society. There was worship of idols, sacrifice of children to these false gods, a lowering of the sanctity of life in their culture and society, growing to a total disregard for God and his word and his commands. So Israel was subjected to Assyria, forced to pay tribute, and they were subjected to other military forces and other nations, slowly depleting its few remaining resources. So Israel was judged by God. They were warned by God, told over and over by Hosea and other prophets, turn back to God, repent of sin, and yet they would not do so. The people of Israel sinned against God just as an adulterous woman sins against her husband. And judgment was sure to come for living in this total disregard for God. When we leave our love for God, we also leave our concern for others. Israel did fall to Assyria, destroyed by the armies of Assyria in 722 B.C. and taken away into exile. Another wicked and cruel society, but God used Assyria with their capital city of Nineveh. God used Assyria in the north to bring judgment upon his people. When we sin, we interrupt fellowship with him and we break our commitment to him and we must answer to God for our sins. But those who are willing to humble themselves and turn from their sin to God for his mercy and his grace and for his power, God here presents himself as a God of salvation, a God of redemption. And that redemption, that salvation has been purchased for us through Jesus, the Messiah. God reveals himself in the scriptures to be a personal God. He has attributes of personality. He's social. He's knowable. He is omnipotent, omniscient, everywhere present at all times, eternal, holy, and just. In other words, the God of the Bible has revealed his loving kindness, his forgiveness, but at the same time, his holiness and his righteousness. He hates sin and wickedness. He has revealed his nature to us, and he has revealed a way for you to come into an eternal relationship with him. There were two portions of the reading tonight that really touched me. One is in chapter 3 when (laughs) even after Hosea has married Gomer, she was unfaithful to him, but God asked Hosea to do something almost unthinkable. Go back and buy his adulterous, unrepentant wife and continue to love her. Apparently, Gomer was on her own for a while, needing to support herself. She must have sold herself into slavery or become the mistress of another man. And in either case, Hosea had to pay to get her back. And that's like you and me. By creation, we belong to him. We need to acknowledge him and love him. But we ran away from him. We were unfaithful to him. And then God did the unspeakable. He came and purchased our redemption. We are twice his. 
Won't you give your heart and your life to Him even tonight? The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Soapy reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Start today, and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's Word. 